my uh, educational, part of my educational background is the Romance languages. So I speak Spanish oh. and um, in the Latin, so French, Italian, Spanish, ami uh, is a prefix in all the words that mean friend. So like ami in French, amigo, uh, amici in Italian. So I oh. took me for the friends an intro for introducing and merged it into one word, a mintro. So um, the logo looks like three eyes, but it's actually three people to, to embody, yes. you know, yes. um, yeah. and it's A-M-I-N-T-R-O uh, is the name of the company. But that's how I came up with the, uh, with the, with the name and, and the rationale behind it. My name is Charlene Nadlin. I am the CEO and founder of Amintro. It's a um, basically the opposite of a dating site. Amintro is a free online friendship-making platform and app that serves as a valuable resource for people over 50 looking for new ways to live happier and healthier lives. So we can be found at amintro.com or our apps can be downloaded from Google Play and iTunes. Thanks for joining me, Charlene. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. When, when you said the opposite of a dating site, I'm thinking, oh, no, is this is this one of those sites where you break up with people? You know, the thought is <laughs> in my mind in, in, in the early days of, you know, there's so much that we can do with technology, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're fully focused on good old fashioned friendships, which I think as we, you know, uh, we grow up, sometimes we may take for granted um, just, you know, inadvertently um, as we get busier with our lives and our families and so on and so forth. And so mm -hmm. um, what we've set out to do with the Mintro is go back to, uh, you know, what it was like when we started grade school and we met our very first friend and fostered our, our uh, platonic friendships through um, school and then careers and work and so on and so forth. And so um, we want to bring that back to the 50 plus um, age groups. Nice. Now, I, I know the sorry, the genesis of a Mincho starts with uh, with your mom, Marge. Yes. Yeah, she um, was my inspiration. Uh, it was a combination of my love and admiration for my mom and also some feelings of guilt that I was experiencing as her adult daughter who wow. couldn't be with her um, as much as I would love to. Distance is a big challenge, not just for me, but there's lots of people out there. We live far farther away from our parents and our families. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I was just contemplating, well, what's life going to look like for her and for myself and my brother, you know, 10, 20 years from now type thing and the quality of life and what can I do from a distance um, to ensure that my mom um, is happy. And if she's happy, she's healthy. And if she's healthy, she can maintain her independence. And um, it'll relieve some of the um, anxiety that I was feeling and my brother as well, who lives closer. 
And mm. so that got me to doing research and questioning, is it just a situation within my family that this is a concern or is it, is there a bigger picture? Is there a bigger challenge that, um, you know, we're facing, um, and our parents are facing. And it turned out, as we know, and we're seeing in the news regularly, you know, loneliness and social isolation is an epidemic, um, not just in Canada, but it, at a global level. Um, you know, the, the UK uh, created a minister of, of loneliness because it's such, it, it, it's, it's such a problem um, impacting the quality of life of not just baby boomers and seniors. I mean, we see it with younger generations as well, where they're having challenges connecting, you know, uh, with, with people and fostering really solid relationships. So yeah, Marge was the inspiration. <laughs> I, 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 I saw that in the news, uh, I don't know, a few months ago about England um, having this minister of loneliness and, 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 you know, I always thought that, you know, people who might be, let's you know, you know, lonely or suffering from that, you know, maybe they live in in a small town where your your neighbor is, you know, a mile away or something like that. Um, would you say that that that's true, or is it is it is it more that we're we're disconnected from people nowadays? You've got, you know, it's it's. Your geolocation is is irrelevant. You can have people in a household with three generations, and you know, uh, we see that uh, here in Canada, it's plentiful, right? Um, yeah. Where where you have, let's see, the grandparents, their children, and then the grandchildren, and so the children are out working full time jobs, paying the mortgage, doing what they have to do to raise the family and grandma and grandpa become, uh, you know, caregivers to the grandkids, get the kids off to school in the morning. And what ends yeah. up happening is the grandparents end up being somewhat isolated. The children are off in their careers and working and, um, you know, uh, socializing and, and engaging with their colleagues or their friends. The grandchildren are in school getting the same benefit. Um, and then the grandparents who could be grandparents at the ages of 60, 65, you know, we're not necessarily talking about a 90 year old individual, although that can be the case as well. Yeah. They, they're, they're, you know, isolated within their own home and their own community. Um, and for various reasons, you know, I, I looked at my mom and I thought, wow, she did everything. She did everything right as as uh, one does in society. You know, she grew up, she um started a career she fell in love met my dad um had children focused on the family and the kids and um you know then we grew up and were independent and moved you know out of the nest and then you know when she was supposed to be enjoying sort of an empty nester lifestyle with my dad my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and 13 months later, at the age of 56, we lost him. So my mm. mom was widowed at a very, very young age, um, and, which happens to be the average age of widowhood. Oh, wow. Uh, is 56, which is a horrendous, horrendous statistic. Um, and so, you know, through no fault of her own, she found herself in a situation where she's lost her, her life partner. And she's not interested in dating. She's not interested sure. in you know um some somebody else in 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 her life 
from that perspective, but she would love to have, you know, more people to hang out with. And, you know, her own circle of friends was diminishing over time um, simply because they maybe became empty nesters. They downsized, they relocated, they've become caregivers to their ailing spouse. That tends to happen as well. And therefore Mm -hmm. they're not really able to travel or to get out for extended periods of time, you know, out of concern for the well-being of their spouse. So a lot of, you know, just life in general impacts all of us um, to different differing degrees, and that in eventually, you know, eventually can, if we're not careful and cognizant, lead to feeling lonely, and maybe not lonely all the time. I mean, I've spoken uh, with individuals who um, are widowed and. During the week, they're fine because they're having a coffee and they're meeting up with their friends and they're doing things together. But come the weekend is when it really it really settles in and they feel mm. because the friends are still uh, married. And yeah. therefore, the weekends are spent with their children or their spouses or whatever the case may be. They're not hanging out with their friends. And so the others are feeling a little bit lonely and it makes the weekends difficult. You know, a weekend's two days. And for most of us, they go by quickly. But when yeah. you're feeling lonely, that, that's a long weekend. Now was was Amincho your first and and I guess your, your your first startup your first business? It's my my personal first business. Yes, I mean I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My parents mm. have. Um, I was raised in working for my parents, so oh. I uh, I never flipped burgers in high school. I you know was in um, the sales center uh, for a custom home construction company um, Mm. down in South Florida actually is where I grew up and uh, one summer was the model center the next summer would be the the um, admin the office side dealing with you know city hall and building departments and banks and so forth so I grew up in that environment where our dinner conversations revolved around uh, the customers and and uh, signing contracts and delivering beautiful homes and, you know, all that fun stuff, which I, yeah. you know, I don't know what it's like not to have those types of conversations at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I graduated from university, started my career um, and was very fortunate to find um employment with an organization that I just loved and adored and where my career was was nurtured and blossomed and, you know, um, escalated rather quickly, giving me a lot of responsibility to run uh, divisions and departments and silos independently. So although it wasn't my own organization, I did I did control and manage something autonomously. Yeah. Greater good for the whole whole organization. So I had a lot of um, independence and flexibility and opportunities to, you know, learn and, and excel. Um, and then, you know, reached a point where I wanted to do something that was more challenging, more fulfilling. You know, Mm -hmm. I I built a career after 12, 13 years in a place that I really loved. Um, but I didn't feel fulfilled anymore. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I remember thinking to myself, if I don't make a change, I won't be able to look in the mirror um, at my reflection with respect. Wow. So but, I was going to, I was going to ask you about that jump from 
you know, although you were, you know, managing your own departments and such, you know, what, what that jump was like from, you know, having that comfort zone of, of, you know, being able to rely on a paycheck, let's say, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you know, if you, if you don't, uh, uh, if you don't, you don't work, you don't get, you don't get paid. Right. Oh yeah. Um, how, how was, how was that? It sounds like maybe that jump wasn't as scary or, or maybe it was. Well, you know, uh, my mother says, make sure you have your ducks in a row. So, yeah. I mean, I am, I think I'm a, well, obviously a risk taker, but I'm a very calculated risk taker. And I thought, thought it through and how could I sustain myself if I took this leap, not just of faith, but of fact, right? Mm. Like I have to work with the facts and the realities. And, um, I figured out how I would be able to do it. I mean, I had to relocate. I had to leave the city to uh, go to a smaller, well, smaller, to a, to a, uh, more of a, the suburbs where the cost of living was um, much less. Sure. So, you know, I left like the downtown core of Toronto and I moved to the suburbs um, out uh, in Peel region. And I, also thought to myself, you know what, everything in my life is good and peaceful. Everybody that I love is healthy. Everybody's doing well. Um, I was engaged and getting married uh, six months after <laughs> I took the took the leap. Which wow. Gave Beyonce a bit of a heart attack, but he still married me in the end. So I guess. <laughs> well. um, and I just thought, you know what, the, what's the worst that will happen to me? I'm employable. You know, unfortunately, I'm very employable. And so, <laughs> um, if it doesn't go the way I want, then it's like I took a sabbatical for six or eight months or or I, you know, I got an I got an education uh, on the streets for yeah. to 12 months. So how is that bad? And at least I, I gave it a shot versus never giving a sh- giving it a shot and pining for something I never did. And only having myself to blame. So, you know, the 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 um the reality of once you've done it is interesting because you know, you're not getting up early at the crack of dawn to get to the office in your suit or your heels, in my case, mm-hmm. um, anymore. You know, it's working from home and and ironically, because of what I do for a living, it also was very isolating because it all my all my peers and my friends and my my professional network were nowhere they weren't available like at you know 11 to have a quick chat or something if I needed to take a break because they were all in the office doing their thing with their careers right and so the flexibility and the challenges and the realities that you have from running your own business versus you know the corporate lifestyle is very very different and so it was really lonely I would say the first Maybe the first six to eight months, I would, you know, get up in the morning and check email and there'd be like two, two emails, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if you can imagine. And it was disheartening. Right. And Mm. then you're you're pounding the pavement and making the calls and introducing and emails and messaging and the whole nine yards and you're not getting much bite. And and, and honestly, you know, I felt like you, you come from I came from having built a career, my name. Uh, in an industry that knew me, that recognized me, that I knew people, and I walked away from it, albeit temporarily. I did walk away from it to create a Mintro and a whole new world. You start from scratch. 
You yeah. Be, you know, you're 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 in my case, I'm like, okay, I'm the nobody in this room of comrades and peers because I'm the newbie and no one knows who they don't know who I am, you know. Uh and so um it was it was pretty brutal, I will say. Uh very emotionally disheartening. But you have to be stubborn or you know, um tenacious or you know, um I don't know, something to just push through it. And then I just remember the, the, the day where I opened up my email and there was like, I don't know, two dozen emails and people asking to meet with me and to sit down and talk and, or inviting me to events and so forth. And I thought, wow, okay. You so made the, it. <laughs> you know, I waited, I waited, I, I plugged along and pushed through it until the wave came back to me. Wow. I was going to say, it almost sounds like you needed to create a website almost for yourself to uh, to, to meet people. <laughs> exactly. I, and I guess I guess the great thing is that I have created a platform uh, and a service that is, you know, doing wonderfully and um, is is the inspiration for people reaching out and wanting to sit and connect with me. So in the mm-hmm. end, Amintra is helping me as well, even though I'm not part of the uh, age demographic. Sure, sure. Well, listen, tell me, tell me more about the site. Is it just, you know, you, you create a profile and you meet people that want to hang out or, or is it, is it more than that? So what, what we offer right now is, um, you create a profile. There's about a dozen questions. They're not too, um, you know, uh, too deep or imposing, and it, it's enough sufficient to create a profile for the purposes of friendship. So we're not asking if you're married, you know, widowed or whatever the case may be. Um, but we just want enough to get a feel for who our members are. And then um, as a result, our, our algorithms, pardon me, um, will make introductions or actually suggestions. So we'll provide our members with suggest suggestions on other Amintronians, our members, mm-hmm. who we uh, feel uh, they would have a good connection with. Um, and then the member has an opportunity to say, yeah, I'd love to meet John or Bill or Mary. Please introduce us. Now, we have a double approval process, double double permission process. Both members will get the suggestions. And if both say, yes, give me an introduction, they'll then be introduced. Um, we also have editorial content, whether it's video content or mm-hmm. articles, because the big piece of the puzzle for me with a intro um, and helping, um, you know, boomers and seniors lead really wonderful lives is not just connecting them with others within their community locally um, to do things with, but we're also providing them with knowledge and information um, and education just to, to enhance and for them to be able to make decisions about what they want to do. So we have articles on bucket lists and if Portugal's on your bucket list, here's what you need to know and how to pull it off. Or, um, you know, if you're looking at retirement planning 101, here's five strategies that you need to look into. Or if you want to do, uh, an education, you know, um, program for your grandkids or, you know, whatever the case may be, it could be renovating the house. Um, I feel that we can, if people are, have the knowledge and 
that leads to greater expectations on how they lead their lives. And then they also have people to do that with and enjoy life with. We've won and we've accomplished something. And so um, that at its core is what a intro is all about. It's connecting people and connecting and sharing information and knowledge. So um, we have, you know, in-app messaging. So within the system, our members can chat with one another instantaneously until they've reached a point where they're in, they're ready to meet in person. We always recommend, you know, hit a cafe or, um, you know, somewhere local. We also have restricted the introductions and matches to no more than a hundred kilometer radius of our member. And okay. our members can choose if they want to be introduced to people that are within five kilometers um, and in increments of 25 up to no more than 100. And the reason for it is, although a Mintro is using technology to foster friendships, you really, really build a friendship face to face. Yeah. And so, you know, we want our members eventually to go offline and meet in person and really get to know the other individual or individuals, right? Yeah. Um, but we'll go back online to get more information and always there's more matches as our membership continues to grow. You're going to get another match, that sort of thing. So that's what um, a Mintro looks like today. You know, we're we're already working on uh, what a Mintro is going to look like in 2020. Mm, what does that look like? Uh, I'm not going to say. <laughs> very exciting. Very exciting. You know what happened? Um when we launched, yeah, took off, and um, you know, touch wood, the research that I did before I, I, I launched into it um, was 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 uh, was was what it was, I guess. And so um, we knew we had a second iteration of a Mintro, the platform, uh, in in our heads. Um, didn't think we would be building it out as soon as we we have been but that is a result of the impact that it's making and the um the interest that we're seeing you know it's definitely filling a gap in our society that you know dating sites aren't aren't filling you know mm -hmm. dating sites are very specific they have a specific purpose and objective and you you really shouldn't be commingling friendship within within a dating scenario right sure sure how did you grow um not how but tell tell me a little bit about the, the growth in terms of you know how did people find you uh you know how did they find out about a mintro and and how you know how did your growth and what, what did that look like in terms of number of people number of communities yeah so i mean we're we're the, the first one was when we launched, we had a very strong public relations strategy. Okay. Um, you know, we were picked up on Zoomer magazine and, yeah. you know, Kevin Frankish um, from Breakfast Television in Toronto. Uh, immediately, uh, the following morning uh, of our launch, ran a story on Breakfast TV. Um, and I've sustained it through 
ongoing public relations initiatives, partnerships with national uh, organizations or regional as well. So, for example, uh, most recently, Amintro um, was brought on as a startup affiliate partner of um, AgeWell. Now, um, AgeWell is a network of researchers and stakeholders that look to accelerate technology based solutions for aging Canadians. So it was a perfect marriage of, yeah. you know, uh, of what a Mintro is all about with this incredible, you know, national organization. Um, and so that has raised awareness as well for a Mintro. We do gra grassroots uh, initiatives. You know, I've spoken to uh, members of, you know, local senior councils. Um, I've done speaking engagements on the subject of online safety and social media safety. Oh. And, and that is a means of, you know, educating people on the safety, but also how we incorporate it into a Mintro. And so it's through a lot of partnerships with organizations that we're raising awareness. You know, um, word of mouth too has been wonderful. And the more that we do, more people are aware. And I find, I mean, it, uh, the numbers are showing with our, with our membership. If I speak in a certain organization or if there's a conference, if we're meeting somewhere, um, there's always a spike in that area. Yeah. In, in membership, you know, we we started out as a friendship making platform and app, mm -hmm. as you do when you're a startup, and you know, a lot of it is theory, or we 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 suspect this is what's going to happen. There's a lot of learning that comes with it, and you have to have your eyes and ears open to it. What we discovered was um, our content uh, on the app was extremely popular. And oh. so we have since had since uh, created a monthly newsletter and um, amped up our social media distribution of the content. And what we also realized um, was that you have people in their 50s and 60s who benefit from the information that they're reading, but they're not at a place in their life where they're, where they're ready or open to making new friends because they're super busy. You know, they don't have enough time in the day to um, entertain that idea. And sure. so we actually have um, sort of two audiences. We have the 50 plus who want the content and they're, you know, voraciously reading the material, but they're not ready to join the friendship making platform. And then we have those in the 50 plus who, who are absolutely interested and want to meet new people um, locally and get out and do more and experience more and so forth. So our whole overall community is, is 50 plus, but we're catering to two different needs. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Um, so I have the question that all entrepreneurs get asked. Uh, and, and that is especially, you know, ones who are, you know, building out uh, apps or, or online businesses. And uh, that is, you know, how do you monetize your business? So, I mean, currently we are using uh, sort of the ad, the advertising. Revenue okay. Model, right. Um, that. That is how I'm able to continue to provide a intro to our members for free, which is my mandate, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
but what's interesting in the world of startups is, you know, when you first start out of the gate, uh, you might do your, you know, business plan or um, whatever, whatever planning, the lean startup canvas, lean, you know, if yep. you've heard of that. Um, I'd identified a few revenue models. Um, and I remember somebody saying to me, you think you've identified all of them, but you haven't and you won't know what they are until you actually launch and get into the business. Ah. And it's so interesting because we've now identified other potential revenue streams that only came about because of what we were learning uh, after we'd launched. So it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, I think 2020 is going to be a big year for a Mintro. Um, mm. we're, we're available across Canada currently. Um, next year we're going to uh, aim for the United States. Uh, well, uh, that, that relates to this, this next question I wanted to ask you actually before the, the monetization one was, um, you know, which it's, it's always gratifying, you know, when you grow in your home, town you know people in toronto picking it up and you're talking about kevin frankish talking about it on breakfast television um were you surprised when other communities or is it was there a community that you saw grow and you go holy i never thought that this town or this city would would embrace this no no and i don't want to i don't want that to come across uh, egotistical no because the need is there uh, in our society like it's just you know it's shameful that um, loneliness is such a big for a big problem right so not so much that what 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 would surprise me is um, that we would have membership in areas and I'm and I'm like how did they hear about us because we didn't necessarily have any media coverage, for example, in uh, Winnipeg, right? Okay. So that's always the curious, you know, uh, sort of the, the the question: How? What are we doing that's going well and right that led to somebody hearing and and then joining a Mintro uh, yeah. in an area where we didn't have publicity, right? Was it? social media was it word of mouth was you know is this individual the father of somebody six degrees of separation um that's what i enjoy nice. i mean i'll never track down the answer i'm not going to contact the member and say how'd you hear about us i don't want you know it's not yeah just i know that whatever we're you know what we're doing ha is working and it's it's going across uh, it's going across the country um, so that's more of, that's more of, you know, um, it's a pleasant surprise, you know, for sure. For sure. Um, so you talked about, uh, expanding to the U S uh, so you're, you're currently, you're Canada wide. Yes. Um, outside of the U S you know, we are, are you open to international expansion? Like if somebody in the UK happened upon your site, um, or I'm sure people in, in the States have probably, you know, hit your site a number of times. How, how how do you sort of control your your growth and and when and where you want to expand to? Um, it can be it's controlled by functionality within the uh, the platform and the app. Okay. So um, you know, if uh, right now it's set up, um, it's really actually set up for for the United States as well right now, um, actually. But we've not. Mm. 
focused on the U.S. market. So we haven't uh, explored partnerships and um, created a, a campaign yet for the United States. So we actually do have members from the U.S., um, but okay. we're just not as we're not as as active. So a Mintro from the get go, when it was originally built, was set up for North America. Just you know, uh, Canada is a smaller smaller marketplace. It's ten times mm-hmm. smaller than the U.S. And so you know, as a startup, you want to dip your toe in the water before you dive in. And you know, if it's a little too cold and you have to adjust the temperatures before you you know you really do it. Uh, so we focused on Canada and then the results have been so um, positive that we then focused on, you know, a Mintro 2.0 for 2020. Yes. Um, and with that launch will be our focus in into the United States. Well, that, that, it sounds like 2020 is going to be a busy and exciting year for you. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be here <laughs> before we know it. I mean, look, look yeah, true. You're <laughs> Yeah, the, the weather changes and then the calendar changes. That's it. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this, Charlene. Last question here for you. Um, you're busy. You're, you're helping, um, you know, people like your mom, you know, be able to continue living uh, lives that, you know, of importance and, and still connecting with people. How do you, you know, you're busy. You've got a growing business. How does Charlene meet new people and make new friends? Um, well, I guess there's a bunch of ways. I, I, do it, <laughs> I do it through my existing friendships. And, um, you know, I recently, uh, I'm doing the six-week challenge, uh, which is hardcore workouts three days a week. And oh. the group that I'm in with, you know, when you're in pain and sweating and lifting weights and like wanting to cry inside because it hurts and you look and make eye contact with the woman or the guy next to you and you, you can see it in their eyes that they're feeling what you're feeling. There's a connection there, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, I, 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 I don't know. I've always been, um, I love friendships. I love people. I, I love learning uh, from others and I'm fascinated by the lives that people lead and so I genuinely enjoy being surrounded by people and friends and fostering new friendships and I really feel I'm extremely fortunate because I have a very diverse robust um, circle or or circles of friends and professional friends that started in my career where they were my clients you know, uh, mm. we, you just hit it off with and you say, you know what, outside of work, I'd still like to spend time with you because you're a great person. So I think it's a, it's a, I have a, a mentality where I'm open to the possibilities of, you know, uh, meeting and spending time with wonderful people. And I think that's probably the biggest part of it, because if you're open to it, you'll find it wherever you go. Right. You know, I always I always ask my I find it curious like, I don't know what it is about elevators. Ah, everyone you, shuts up. <laughs> right? Like, what is the secret code where <laughs> we can't? So I will, I'll say something to somebody in an elevator just to get the conversation going. It yeah. might be eyes crack. It might be, you know, whatever it is. And it never fails. The person will smile. They'll engage. And then when I get off the elevator, they're they're saying goodbye and very friendly, you know? Yeah. I don't, 
why as a, I don't know why why we do that. Um, I also feel that if you know if you sit down with anyone, any stranger, and you talk to them long enough, you're going to discover how much you have in common with that person. Anybody. You know, and what we're doing or not doing is we're not talking to strangers. We've got this sort of, oh, mm. yourself and keep quiet. And that's doing us a disservice because reality, the reality is we're all the same. We, we, we came into this world the same way. We're going to go out the same way. And, you know, we, we have families, we have jobs, we have responsibilities, we have stresses, you know, they might look different, but at the core, they're all the same. So why aren't we talking to more people and being open to it? And, and that's what a mentor is all about. I, I think that there's no excuse for, um, I feel there's no excuse for not having friends. Yeah. You've, you've now encouraged me to, to speak up in the elevator. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charlene, thanks so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, be before we before we go, uh, again, one more time, why don't you tell people uh, where they can uh, they can sign up or just find out more information about uh, Amintro? Absolutely. So um, they can sign up, register for the app and platform, uh, the newsletter as well, a few ways. So they can go to our website. Amintro.com, and I'll have to spell that for you. It's A-M-I-N-T-R-O.com. Or they can look for the app on Google Play for Android devices, whether it's a smartphone or a tablet, and uh, the App Store for iOS and Apple products. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kareem. Have a wonderful day. You too.